Okay, wait, now wait, we're wait, recording. Wait. Oh, I need a sip of water. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't want my mouth to be like. Nyah, nyah. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Chanel. Hey. What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm super stoked to be here. So what are we doing? So we've talked about doing this podcast mm-hmm. since probably maybe like what a few months after we met. Yeah, 2018. Was that 2018? Yeah. Yeah. In this in this realm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and we're just fucking doing it yep. because we sat down what two weeks ago for tea, and we were like, was it two weeks ago already? I feel like it was more. I was, I don't know, three weeks? I don't know. Time just... Time is wild. Mm-hmm. And we looked each other in the eye, and I think we were like... Let's do it. Our working title has always been, don't take yourself so fucking seriously. Especially in the wellness industry. Yes. And, and it's important because... I don't know about you. Well, actually, I do know about you. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like... Um, the wellness industry is actually very, like, if you look at it, even on Instagram or with practitioners, it's like they're following this same, like, template. Mm. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And for me, being in this space, I don't, I've never been one of those people who has to follow a template. I'm kind mm. of, you know, just doing what I like to do in life. And um, so it's it's been hard for me to even put out content like on a meticulous schedule like some people mm-hmm. do because I wanted to make it I want to make sure that it's from the heart and that it's genuine and not because you know so and so and whatever who and blah 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 are doing it and this is just how this is the these are the trends of the wellness industry right this is how we look and. Everybody's going to wear neutrals today. And, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Did you get your sage bundle? Oh right. my God, I got mine too. I'm like, girl. So yeah, I just, that's what um, I kind of been lightweight struggling with. Yeah. And Same. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the whole reason we were trying to do this. I think one of the things we talked about was like being able to look behind the curtain because the thing that I think resonates with me about what you were saying is that even in the quote-unquote struggle that people have on social media on their website you know whatever their story is it's still curated Mm -hmm. and so I want to hear about this wellness guru who had a hard night and ate an entire bag of Cheetos and watched like 25 episodes of reruns of Seinfeld or something Mm-hmm. You know, like, I want to hear about those nights that make them human because not for me necessarily, but for everyone. Yeah. Because I think the issue is wellness, the wellness industry, the way it's been like, it's grown into this like behemoth thing. Is that, I mean, and is that the antithesis of what it was supposed to right, be? Right, exactly. Industry right? shouldn't be in the, Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if that was the right vocabulary word or if I was grasping for something else. But yeah. Yeah. It's like exclusionary Mm -hmm. in the way that it's been built because people, and it's not just that. I mean, you could say that about anything, but it's what we're in. And so it seems very clear to us that 
there's this missing link and it's no wonder so many people feel excluded and alienated yeah. by people that are in this industry mm-hmm. that are doing this work because they can't afford the tools that they're talking about. You know, they don't see themselves represented in the leadership in the space. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like the spaces that they spend their time in going to events or gatherings, they don't feel welcome, you yeah. know? And so a podcast is like a great way to be able to tell the truth and mm-hmm. have people come in, hopefully guests come on and kind of share their own experience. And for us to really just be as real as possible, as embarrassing as it might be or as as much shame we might have around things that we share that's the true way to make sure everyone's included and if not everyone is included then healing isn't really happening Mm. Mm. girl yes um while you were talking it reminded me of one of the reasons why i started 33 and rising is so there's i know you've probably heard the whole saying of if there isn't a seat at the table, make your own fucking table. Mm, mm-hmm. That's that's how this all came about. Yeah. Right? And I know that getting out of yoga teacher training, people were stressed because getting a job as a yoga instructor was, um, you know, it's like a very flooded market. Mm-hmm. Right? And for me, I remember when I was going through training and there was one of my friends, we were actually starting to feed the homeless at that time. Um, so everybody was like putting together sack lunches at the house and my friend was like, oh, you're in yoga teacher training. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, that's great because we need more black women mm. and women of color doing this, especially um, cannabis yoga, because she worked for um, East Bay Cannabis Community at that time. And she was like, there's not enough, especially seniors who want to see the representation matters and they wanted to see and go to somebody that you know they could see themselves in and not feel uncomfortable going to class and not fitting into lululemon and right like you know what i mean i'm not hating on lululemon but there is a sometimes there's a particular outfit that right <laughs> yogis quote-unquote yo you know the i'd say quote-unquote very um loosely because mm-hmm. If you really learn about being a yogi, it's deeper than, you know, and there's a lot more reverence there. However, there are people who think that being a yogi is wearing Lululemon and being super slender and having your latte. And And flexible. Yes. We can talk about that for a second. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and I really thought about that. I was like, representation, actually, it really does matter Mm -hmm. in every, but in every situation, every, like, in the boardroom, at any job, any anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we need more women. We need more people of color. We mm-hmm. need more marginalized communities heard. Like, all of that, right? Yeah. So um, I knew that becoming a teacher somewhere was going to be a little bit tough. And I also knew that being in the wellness industry, um, there weren't a lot of health coaches, too, especially health coaches of color. But the, I mean, the health coaching that community is small anyways i feel like it is starting to be up and coming maybe after putting out this podcast people will be more inspired to do more health coaching right Mm -hmm. um so basically i just made my own fucking table yeah and we're doing the same thing now Mm -hmm. making our own fucking table by starting this podcast yeah 
and not taking ourselves so fucking seriously. Yes. Yes. Love it. I'd love to share that we have no outline for today. Absolutely not. We also already fucked up three times. Mm -hmm. So this is our third time recording our first episode. Yeah. And that's real. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say Chanel has a legit setup. I walked in. We have mics. Thank you. We have whatever this is. I think it's called it's a, a soundboard. Oh, it's a yeah. mixer. Mm-hmm. We have headphones. We have laptops. We mm-hmm. have tea. Yes. It is what's up in here right now. Can we talk about what we're drinking today? Yeah. So I was thinking about what herbs would be great for opening our minds. Because mm-hmm. I think one of the things we talked about in not taking ourselves so fucking seriously mm-hmm. is trying to just let things come as they are mm-hmm. and as they will and just being open channels to that. Mm-hmm. And so this tea blend is actually from January of this of 2019. It's a, I called it visioning when I did vision boarding. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of aromatic herbs in it that are great for mind expanding. There's some mugwort, there's rosemary, I don't remember what else is in it, but those are the two main ones. Okay. Um, and it's just so tasty and amazing. Maybe one of these episodes we can talk about teas more in depth. Ooh, I would love that. I'm and obsessed herbs with teas and all of that. So, um, I also would like to point out that. Um, so me and Kayla, we'll talk about how we met each other and all that later. But one of the things that we have in common is that we network. A lot. Mm. Like we have we have a good network and it's not because we're trying to be like, friend me on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's more like whatever they I don't know, connect with me on LinkedIn. You right. know how people do that. Do you need right. my business card? Connect with me there. Because they're trying to like get their following count up, whatevs. Right. But I think it's all organic connections mm-hmm. and it's genuine connections. Right. And um because we know certain people within this industry or like friends that we've come across or you know, classmates and everybody has like a different kind of niche or even a different perspective. I mean, shit, we probably have different perspectives on things too. Um, It was important to bring these voices to the table Mm. that otherwise may not have been heard like to a larger audience. For sure. So that's another reason why this podcast is important. Yes, yes. So tell I me know about. I already have like a whole list of people in my head that I'm like, ooh, yes, yes, this person, this me person. Too. And people I just want to like reach out to and be like, hi, we actually love your work. <laughs> Would you mind coming onto our, <laughs> onto our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. They'll be like, oh, so what's the name of the podcast? Uh... <laughs> TBD. <laughs> That's actually a good name for a podcast. TBD. TBD, like everything, right? It's all to be determined. <laughs> so tell me about your work. Yeah. What do you do? So I am a... Oh, wait. <laughs> Let me stop you. What? Why? Because I just asked you, what do you do? And I saw this post, right, on Instagram, and it said, uh, I think it was like, a, well, somebody tweeted about it. It said something like, um, when people ask you, oh, so what do you do for a living? In their mind, they're trying to figure out what level of respect they should give you. Ah. And I was like, oh, shit, that is true for some people, right? Where they're like, I mean, I've definitely been no, at parties I've been, before. I've and they're like, that. oh, so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh. When I said, I, oh, I work in pharmaceutical industry, they're like, oh, really? You know, because right. I think that people automatically assume this bitch got money. Right. And I'm like, nope, still paying off my student loans. <laughs> 
No, not me, not me. No, I want to have a moment of real talk right now. This is a perfect mm-hmm. example. I fucking just did this. Really? We went down to Southern California, my uh-huh. husband and I, and we're at a party. And I meet one of his friend's friends that was there. And we're talking, and he's like, you know, nice enough guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know, you know when you meet someone, you're like, I'm never going to see this person again. Yeah. So there's like this sense of like how much you're willing to commit to the conversation mm-hmm. or the time. And then he tells me he's, like, a pretty well-known director in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, tell me ever. I just got so fascinated by mm-hmm. him and started spending more time talking to him. But that's so interesting, right? Uh-huh. I've, I've done that, where I've, like, learned what someone does, and they just because of what they do, I want to spend more time talking about them, not just, you know wanting to have a human connection with them. But do you do it also because what they do for a living is pretty, like, interesting? Well, probably for the most part. Yeah. Or I do the opposite. Like, if I find out someone is is in a high level of power, mm-hmm. I might be like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. They're really? probably not interesting. Or maybe, like, you know, you make up these thoughts in your mind mm-hmm. about how that person must be, Yeah. you know? And... Yeah, so I'm definitely guilty of that. I'm trying to think if... So, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that... Because I really... Sometimes I just don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Right. Because I feel like... I don't know. I'm uh, Not an anomaly, but in the... Like I was telling you earlier, that I kind of just do what I like to do or what feels right for me. Right. Even though I know it may not feel right for everybody else, but like on this journey, I kind of, you know, and I know that I know what it's like to be put in a box all the time and people wanting me to stay in that box. Mm. I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually a lot larger than this box. Mm. You know, like my personality is goes far beyond that. Right. Right. Um, but I just lose my train of thought. <laughs> Human moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I just, I remember my sister. So whenever Tammy, sorry, sis, I'm just put you on blast real quick. <laughs> um, if we run into celebrities, she acts a damn fool. Really? Like how? Oh, my God. Okay, so there was this one time, remember we were doing, um, so I used to Tahitian dance, right? And we had, yeah, I thought you knew that. No, right? I didn't know that. Let's talk about that later. We used to be professional at one point. Like what? Yeah, so professional dance group, and we used to dance different places. And there was this one event actually at Palace of Fine Arts, and it was like to get. They were trying to get more people to pay for shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, that one girl from Dancing with the Stars, Cheryl Burke. Yeah, sorry, it's I fine. Don't know who that is <laughs> it's fine. Um, so she was on, like she was coming to MC thing. Oh, okay, and then my sister saw her and like went <laughs> like, and then she got her phone, and then she went into like in her face, in her face, and she oh. couldn't, she didn't know how to turn her phone on all of a sudden, and she was like going nuts, right? Shut up, and she does that. Like that's not the only person that she's done that to right we've met uh, like clay clay thompson from the yeah. warriors she just she loses her mind 
That one, I think she kind of just... I would kind of maybe get that, though. Meeting Clay Thompson, that's intimidating. Well, that was her little crush, so... Yeah, that's a whole other level, right? So she goes crazy, and I'm like, please excuse my sister. Because I... I'm like, they have an extraordinary... She, like, grabbed the phone out of her hand. Yeah, that I basically had to, yeah. like, come here. Take a deep right? breath. Be quiet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I just... I don't know, I kind of think of them like, yeah, you live... You have an extraordinary job. I'd love to hear more about that. But as soon as they show their personality, if their personality is kind of, like, smug or, like... Right. Ugly or whatever else, then I'm kind of like, meh. And I just kind of turn off. It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? But even if somebody came up to me and was like, oh, yeah, you know, I juggle for a living. What? Tell me about that. I cannot. I can't even juggle two balls. Okay. So help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so interesting. The things we have, you know, thoughts about in terms of jobs and Mm -hmm. how the kind of importance in your mind can be totally different than the importance in someone else's mind. Mm -hmm. And clearly your sister Loves the celebrities. She's like, oh my god. But anyways, all that to say, so what do you do for a living? Oh, oh, what do I do for a living? (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I am a coach and a holistic nutritionist. Yes. And I help people navigate things like big career changes, chronic illness, um, fertility issues, uh, many, 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 many other things. I'm mostly just helping people navigate how to be human. And the main goal is to help them cultivate more love for themselves so that they can achieve their goals. I'm like putting my hands in my pocket so I'm like not clapping. <laughs> you want to clap yes. for me? Yes. It's exciting because I remember when you were going through school. And I stuff. know, I know. Yeah. yeah. So the reason why I work with so many different clients is because I'm casting a pretty wide net right now. Mm-hmm. I um I really just want to, you know, one of the things I always say is I'm a super curious human. And so it's part of, who knows, I might not ever narrow in my focus. I'm assuming I will. But um, I just love the, st- the, like, where I'm at right now in my yeah. career because I'm, I'm working with so many different people, different age groups, different ethnicities, different struggles that they're dealing with. And it's um, so fucking challenging because it's not... You know, like we were talking about a template. There's no template for this. There's no, you know, repeatability except for just, you know, being there and holding space for them. So it's been good. Um, Yeah, I work for a collective of coaches and then I also work for myself uh, with the goal of working for myself probably full time in the next few years. Yeah. So that's what's up with me. Oh, I got the clap. Oh, no. I don't have the clap. Oh, no. Our first blooper. No, I was talking about... That we're not going to edit out. balls at one time, so I think... Chanel just laughed so hard about the clap thing that she tilted her head back and her headphones fell off her head. So... Oh, I guess I was not the right one. That is what's happening over here. Okay, we're back. We're back. Yes. So, let's talk about our title. Mm -hmm. I really think we should figure it out. Okay. I think right here, right now, live in the moment, let's talk about some of our options. Okay. Well, you know, my my number one has always been 
don't take yourself so fucking so seriously. So don't take yourself so fucking seriously. That mm-hmm. would be D-T-Y-S-F-S. Mm-hmm. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Does, it does, you uh, know. It's so easy to have say. Have you heard the new D-T-Y-S-F-S episode? <laughs> it is fire! <laughs> uh, or we have the humanness hour, mm-hmm. which feels a little polished. Maybe too polished. It's very like... It reminds me of PBS. Yeah, oh my god, I was just going to say that. That one guy who... Yeah, what's his name? Oh, God. Yeah, the news hour. The news hour. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You know, I only watch PBS for the cook shows. Yeah. Um, Let's just go with our gut. I think that was our running title for the past, like, year. So this is it? This is it. Okay, don't take yourself so fucking seriously. You guys hear, heard it here at first. This is it. This is our decision. We just made it. Yes. Oh, yes. So I know we kind of talked about where we're sitting right now, but mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was on this recording that we did or if it was on a previous one that we fucked up and had to re-record. And it was a previous one. All right. So I want to tell people about this amazing place that we're sitting in. Okay. Can you tell me about it and like what you do here? No. Why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are sitting in 33rd and Rising. Yes. Center for Healing. Um, that center for healing, a lot of people don't understand. It's not just center as in physical space, but it's like you have to center mm, for healing. Double meaning. Uh-huh. I actually took that from my mentor. I was like, what? Yes. Well, taking that one. Like a... Like a like a, um, <clears throat> never mind. Carry on. Okay. Um, this space is my baby that I birthed into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, what can I say about it? I feel like there's so many things that, cause when I, like when I'm thinking about it and thinking about the times that I met you and the labor there, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. There was so many things that happened. Right, like your identity getting stolen. Yes, girl. And all my money, right? Money, identity. Oh, I didn't even tell you, too. The person that, one of the people who stole my identity rented a U-Haul truck, crashed the shit, okay? And then they, then it came back to me like, you need to pay for the damage for this truck. What? Yeah. So I remember getting the, the information about that last December, and all I could do was just laugh about it. Because I had already been through so much. And you were very much a part of that. Um, the stress of that. Right. Like, you hella supported me during that. So I really, really appreciate that. Mm. Um, but this space has always been about... Um, it's been about creating space for marginalized communities, uh, people of color, and our allies to unpack and heal. Right? Mm. And that's using yoga, using energy work like Reiki, Akashic Records, breath work, which I'm really, really loving doing right now. Um, And just like you, I'm a coach. So um, a health coach. I don't really like to use health coach Mm -hmm. personally because I feel like it's a lot more broader than that what I do. So I did get my health coaching certification and did the life coaching portion too. But I when I put it out there to everybody, I was like, wellness, this is all about wellness coaching. Mm -hmm. So I do see some clients for spiritual life coaching type stuff. And, um, and I do a lot of one-on-ones. 
And when I focus on health, it's on gut health. So that's my niche there. Mm. And a lot of our gut health issues stem from, you know, it's it's deeper than what people think it is. It's not just like, oh, I had some sriracha and, you know, <laughs> fuck my stomach all the way up, right? It's deeper than that. So getting to the bottom of that and uncovering some truths um, has been really, really beautiful. And like you, mm-hmm. deal, like working with a lot of different ethnicities and a lot of different like situations, like there, even though we may get certain templates for how the flow of your, you know, a coaching program can go, right? Like a very basic flow. It's never, I don't think that it works like that necessarily when we're working with people, right? And being very, very person-centered with our care, hearing what they need first and assessing it and using a lot of intuition in that way Mm. and and then going from there, Mm. right? So I love the work that I do. Um, Me and my family are like on a group thread and... There was like one of the one of the guys had a picture of his work at like six AM and like him flipping off his job. Mm. And then everybody kinda commented like, Damn, you already there? Like <laughs> you're at that phase of the of your job where you really can't stand your job. And right. Like, yeah. And um so everybody was kinda talking about that and I was like, Shit, I don't I don't hate my job. I'm actually doing exactly what I love. Like if I won the lottery today, I would still have this space. You mm. know what I mean? Maybe a, a larger space, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'd still be doing this work. Right. So that's how I know I'm like really in this, in this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about you and that's something that I've learned from you. Just being connected to you is this like following your gut, following your intuition. A few weeks ago we were sitting down to tea and when we scheduled today's date to sit down and record this. And I remember you saying like, Whoa, I'm getting something here. Like Mm -hmm. my throat chakra is lighting up. Mm -hmm. I have this like instinct that we're really supposed to do this. Like let's get this on the calendar, you know? Mm And I love that. Like, that's something that I am still personally on my own journey with. Mm -hmm. And there's moments of it that are really beautiful. But I just feel like that's something that's so integral to how you live your life and something that I think you definitely help clients with and something that you help just people that you're your friends. So it's been like, yeah, it's been really um, expansive for me to see you. Thank you. In that way. I, yeah. I receive it. Yeah. I, I'm like trying to get get in the habit of saying that too. Like when people give me, you know, positive affirmations mm-hmm. because we don't, we don't receive enough. I feel. Oh, not at all. And I then know. even like with touch too, there's, we could do a whole podcast on touch. Right? <laughs> and how, you know, not like hashtag me too touch, but just right. genuine human touch. Right. And how we as a culture are lacking there. Yes. Um, And then I definitely see that even with energy work. I'm like, man, we are like, we need that. We really need that. Yeah. I want to throw a little bit more praise just from my experience coming to 33rd and Rising, which is that I've had my own personal breakthroughs in this room, like literally where I'm sitting right now on a mat. You know, like 
Actually, I think it was a little bit over here to the left. I was on my mat and I was crying. And I remember you came up to me. I was crying in a cannabis yin yoga class during one of the holds. We were holding a, uh, I think like, is it Supta Baddha Konasana? Is that? It's one of my faves. Yeah. Whatever. I think that's what it's called. Uh Um, I'm not a yogi, so I don't know. But um, I remember just like all of a sudden it was just like a waterfall. Like I was crying, but it was like the crying where it wasn't really attached to anything Mm -hmm. logically, mentally. You came over just to check in on me, you know, the touch you were just talking about, like touching my shoulder, making sure everything was okay. And I just feel like this space has been, um, it's been a part of my healing journey because it is a place where I feel welcome and kind of going back to what we were saying about the whole concept of this podcast, it's Mm -hmm. a place where I don't feel like I have to care what I'm wearing or if I say something wrong or if I, you know, I can come in flawed and human and just like show up to do the work or receive or whatever is meant to happen that day. So I just so appreciate this space and I know that it's, um, it's such a huge resource for our community. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just so happy to be here. Like this is so happy it's to fun have you that here. we're like doing this back back again. Yeah, right? doing this podcast in this room. It just feels really appropriate. Good. Yeah. Here I am clapping. <laughs> so, so what else are we going to talk about today? <sighs> Tell me um a weird fact or like yeah, something that I don't know, like a weird fact. About mm. yourself. Now I really have to think about that if I have to answer it to you. Well, yeah, you're going to have to answer too. <laughs> something um, that we can share with our viewers. Yeah, I think... Viewers. Um, hearers. <laughs> viewers. Listeners. We're definitely not videoing like this, that. at no. least right now. No. Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, I wear my socks inside out. And... Because... because well, before, I didn't know how to talk about this. It was just because I was like, well, because they bother me when they're not inside out. Because, like, they're designed wrong. Because the seam is on the inside. I feel that way about all clothes. Why is the seam on the inside? That's uncomfortable. Tags? Don't even get me started on fucking tags. But I found out uh, this year, actually, in 2019, I learned I was a highly sensitive person. Uh-huh. And I knew I was a sensitive person. Yeah. But I never really knew about the term I guess I had heard highly sensitive person but I thought those were people that like they walk into a department store and they smell perfume and they get a headache and like because they're so chemically sensitive I always attributed it to Mm -hmm. chemically sensitive um and then I started to do a little bit of digging Mm -hmm. and I read the book the highly sensitive person um by Elaine I can't remember her last name it's like one of the only books it was written in the 90s and it's still like the main thing, the main go-to for people that are HSP. And um, I read that book and I felt so validated. I felt so seen. I felt so encouraged that Mm -hmm. I was like, I've always felt different from everybody. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like things supercharge me or, or kind of like, infuriate me or make me want to go into hiding so much more than other people like the things that people can stand that I can't and I always thought it was something that was wrong with me mm-hmm. and then I learned that 20% of the population are highly sensitive people that means you're sensitive to clothing loud noises mm-hmm. smells social situations um can you be sensitive to food too 
food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's really an overactive nervous system mm. is, I mean, she doesn't really describe it that way, but my scientific training and kind of like where my mind goes is like, okay, what's actually biochemically happening in the body or what's happening to our systems, yeah. you know, anatomically and, and all of the organs and the systems that we have that are all working miraculously every day to keep us alive. And it's our nervous system. It's like our nervous system is overactive. So I was already this whole year kind of like working on my nervous system. Yeah. And I can talk, we could talk, we could do a whole episode on that, but it's basically like cutting out caffeine, cutting out alcohol, you know, um, working with a craniosacral healer to balance. Oh, so you are doing craniosacral. I did. Yeah, I did. We should talk about that because I had a situation. Somebody asked me too, well, would you go back? And I'm like, probably not to that particular Oh, practice. interesting. Because yeah. it literally, I feel like I got a brand new nervous system from this woman. Granted, I, I went wonder, 10 times. I wonder too, um, you know, access consciousness. Have you heard about access bars? No. It's kind of so. like lightweight, like phrenology. Okay. But that's a very lightweight, like. You doing it to yourself or someone does it to I you? I think some people, you can do it on yourself too, but there's like some kind of training. But people do it on you and then after they're done, they, they feel like they just cleared their entire cache of Whoa. bullshit. Cool. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. So anyways, I interrupted you. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's been my journey. Like that's one of the biggest learnings of this year is like, now I can appreciate my sensitivity. I see it as a benefit. I see it as this beautiful thing that I like have the privilege to walk around and have. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I think is so special is um, some people kind of say that we are the, the like mycelial network of the world, the mm-hmm. highly sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Like we're the ones that are so sensitive to the huge things that are happening in our world politically or with climate change or with social justice like we have this sensitivity that allows us to to really call out like yo this feels bad like yeah. let's do something about it you know because we're so sensitive to these things yeah um so it's, it's just been like a huge turning point for me and that's uh why now I just wear my socks inside out and don't give a fuck about it instead of it. being like <laughs> ashamed when I take my shoes off I'm like yeah <laughs> so that is a thing Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's something weird about me. I love it. Yeah. Um, and we could totally do a whole podcast on HSPs. Ooh, and I lo- oh my gosh, we should have my Rolfer craniosacral I'm here therapist for come in. She's seventy four years old, and she's like, she's seventy four. Yes, love she's it. still working full time. Like she, I literally called her last month, last month, mm-hmm. November. And was like, hey, can you fit me? And she's like, I'm booked through January. I heard that, girl. Get your coins. Yes. she And she's like, I feel like I'm a young... Anyways, we'll have her I'm on gonna... and you'll... and you'll. She doesn't sound like that. We you'll should do... See. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, Tell me something weird about you, Wait, Chanel. let's talk HSP real quick. Oh, okay. Like for the rest of that. Because, okay, so I used to have this coworker, right? And... Before I get into that part, <laughs> there's a there's a HSP um, therapist that Ooh. I know of, and she's actually going to be here tomorrow. So I have cool. to I have to introduce you both. Nice. She's a yogi, and she does um, she teaches yoga for other like youth mm. in Oakland. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's pretty cool. We 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 were the oh yeah you did meet her that time when we did the um, 
collecting all the donations for mm. Chico and like yeah. all the fires and all that. So she'll be here tomorrow. Cool. And you can meet her then. Nice. Yeah. But, um, and we were in the car talking about H- HSPs a little bit, but she told me she was HSP therapist. And there is like a, a group, like there's a really good network of people who are practitioners who are HSPs and they all like lean on each other that way. So yeah. that would be great to connect you with. Them yes. And well, I will say also most people that are in this work, healing work, I mean, maybe like you might be an HSP as well. I might. Yeah. I just might. It just makes you so much more... Um, yeah, it's interesting because I didn't think of myself that way. And then I started thinking about the connections I have and the people in my life. And I'm like, oh, that person's definitely an agent. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, you had a coworker? Was this? Yeah, a coworker whose husband could only eat peanut butter sandwiches every day. Oh, no. Every meal. He couldn't because... He just couldn't take textures. He was too sensitive in that way. Mm. And I was like, damn. She said, more food for me. Because like she would go get sushi or whatever right. else, but every single meal. like He could not have anything that was not... And it had to be a very particular peanut butter, too. Like Did he, he take have supplements? He took JIT. Like he had JIT. I don't know. He sees a doctor and stuff. So probably. He's probably on some other stuff. But that was the only thing that he could like really stomach. Damn. Peanut butter sandwiches. Could you That's imagine so, only no, eating peanut butter sandwiches no, for the rest no, of your life? No, I can't imagine eating even my favorite food and that's it for the rest of my life. I yeah. love food uh-huh. way Me too much. Yeah, so oh, man, that's... made me think of that. But Well, it's interesting because like then my mind, I'm again, the super curious room and I'm like, I have 57 questions I want to ask. This I, know, right? I want to help him. Like, right? how can I help him? Right. Like, and he's, a, he's actually a pharmacist too. Wow. Interesting. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about that kid in the UK that was so such a picky eater that he went blind? What? He was like 15 or so. Yeah, this was like in the news a few months ago. He was a teenager. He was so picky. All he ate was, it was so specific. It was like Pringles, bread, and chicken nuggets or something. And he went blind. Why? Because Carotene? he wasn't getting the, I mean, you, he's not getting the nutrients. I didn't know that you could lose your... Yeah, vitamin A, retinol. Crap. For sure. Okay. For sure. I mean, I'm among many other things. I'm sure there's other things that were deteriorating as well. It's oh, just yeah. 15 years old? Like he was spending his whole I think for 10 like years that? or something, he that was all he ate every so day. So he went blind. Is it, it's not reversible at this point? I think he got, I feel like I read a follow-up article that said it returned a little bit. Mm-hmm. He didn't go completely blind. Yeah. He just like... He started only being able to see, like, shapes, I Oh, guess. so kind of, like, legally blind. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Food is medicine. Food uh-huh. is so important. Well, damn. There's another podcast episode. Uh-huh. Um, <sighs> oh, yeah, something weird, weird about you. Weird fact about me? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm fucking weird. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I have shared this before to other people. I don't think you've ever known this, though. Ooh, do tell. Um, I was never taught how to read. Yeah. What? I just read. I know, hella weird, Okay, wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up, back up. Tell me everything. So I was like three. Okay. And we were living in Japan at the time. 
And oh, that's another fun, weird fact. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just living in Japan, no big deal. Surprise! <laughs> I didn't know that either. Uh, yeah, we were living in Japan, and we were watching TV as a family, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind was on, oh my of God. course, right? <laughs> and there was a truck that like drove by on the screen, and it said Piggly Wiggly on it, and I said Piggly Wiggly. What? Yeah, and my parents were like, what the fuck? Wait, had you seen a Piggly Wiggly before or something and, like, knew the I moved to Japan cartoon? when I was, like, one. Like, right before I turned one. Dude, that is So it's not wild. like we, there right, were Piggly Brand Wigglies recognition in, or something, yeah, yeah. In uh, Japan. Japan. Right. There are some, like, in the South in America. But, right. I mean, we came from here. Here. Yeah. Bay Area. So my dad and mom were, like, really shocked. <laughs> I'm sure everyone like, turned off the TV, like, <laughs> like slowly turn their heads and stare like, at you. What? Like, what? Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. And then at least that's what my parents told me. And then um, they said, what did you say? And I pointed. I was like, Piggly Wiggly. And then so my parents started giving me things to read. And I would read it. And now, of course, being intuitive and going back, even in my records, I see how that is something that has always stuck with me. That can be a, like a, so what another was, podcast. Like, in your in your own healing journey and your own self discovery, like what did you like? Where did that come from? Probably a past life. Well, no, a past life. Okay. And just being able to read, like you know, and I read people every day. Right. right. I think that's probably well. It is part of my sensitivities, right? Um, being energetically sensitive and things like that. I think it's all just packaged up together in that. Mm. But of course, you don't know that at three years old. You know. Right. So it's like you're saying that you had you were so intuitive even from a young age that oh, yeah. it was like this open channel that allowed these other gifts from past lives to kind of just be in the new, be Absolutely. in the now. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So then when I got you like to go in the kitchen three years old, you like start making lasagna, you're like, right? it's, fine. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just in the cookbook. <laughs> but um yeah, and then I got to kindergarten and I was pretty shy coming here. Um so you moved back here when you were in kindergarten? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really care for my teacher in my classes. Mm. Like, I, I just didn't care for the kids in my class. And it just, it just, you know how you go into a situation, you're like, this ain't for me. Immediately, yeah. I've always had that. Where Same. I know, like, I just, mm, yeah, I need to drop this class. Like, in right. college, I'm like, it's not, I'm not going to thrive here. I'm actually going to be really, like unhappy Mm -hmm. or in a relationship or a situation or like whatever right i'm like "Mm, no that's that instinct yeah Yeah. and it has always proved me right even at times where i'm like fuck i wish you wouldn't have proven me proven me right Mm. um but because i was quiet during that like during that class and i just didn't really care for it this you know five-year-old me um i guess they called my mom in and they said your daughter is retarded (gasps) And we need to, like, we need to put her, um, we need to have her go back to kindergarten again because she can't, she can't learn. She can't comprehend. My mom was like, no, mom, my daughter is very intelligent. She's highly intelligent. They're like, no, people say that all the time about their kids. And she was like, no, my daughter is very intelligent. I know my daughter, like, my daughter knows the alphabet. She can read. She can write. She's fine. And then they're like, well, we're going to put her, like, in a more remedial kindergarten. But we don't think that she's going to go far in life. What? She's at five years old, right? Wow. Yeah. She's not going to go far in life. She's just, you know, she doesn't. 
they, there was no hope for me, basically. Mm. And my mom was like, some bullshit. Right. <laughs> she was like, fine, put her in the fucking remedial kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I went into this kindergarten class, and I was like, yes, this is where it's at, right? And I made friends, yeah. and I just felt comfortable, right? And then, um, but it was sad because at the end of, you know, the end of that kindergarten, like, you know, their year, I went into first grade, and all my friends Aww. that I made had to stay back in kindergarten. And then, um, but they told my mom, like, there's nothing wrong with your daughter. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, she's fine. She can go into mm. first grade. Um, so, yeah, that's my weird fact. Sorry if it ended up being kind of sad. No, it's like, it's fascinating that uh, even at such a young age, just the gifts that you've been born with and that you have. And I know what you've said about past lives and stuff. It's like you have this innate knowing that like even at that age you like you controlled that situation it sounds like Mm. you went in and you acted like you weren't gonna engage and so they thought that you were because it didn't feel right to you that environment yeah and then you you know that allowed you to go into this other environment that felt much more comfortable Mm -hmm. And then you were thriving. So Super thriving. The only time I wasn't thriving was St. Patrick's Day. Uh-oh. They did this whole thing, and I'll tell you about this crazy bullshit, um, <laughs> where <laughs> we came in from recess, mm-hmm. and then there was, like, green footprints, little footprints all over. And they were like, the leprechauns came. You know the, the weird stuff that they do when you're a kid? And I was yeah. like, hell no. This is, <laughs> this is not okay. Everyone... This is not okay. They're like, no, it's okay. You can go. No, there's leprechauns. (laughs) There are green footprints all over the place, on the floor, on our thing. We, this is not okay. Yeah. That was the only time in kindergarten that I had a rough, that was (laughs) a rough day. I'm just like imagining you just imagine, like thinking that there's all these little leprechauns in there and that they walked all over your, you're like, no. To this day, I'm charms. Nope. Not doing it. So... (laughs) Oh, man. Five-year-old Chanel. Yeah. What a cutie you must have been. I think so. You probably were. Oh, man. This this is hard. (laughs) I gotta say, like, can I just give a shout-out to all the podcasts that I listen to and just say, like, props. Especially the people that are doing this and putting them out once a week. Yeah, that's hard. Whew. So what's our plan for this? What can our what can our you know audience that are waiting with bated breath right now expect from us? Um, we're not going to really necessarily follow a crazy hard agenda, but we True. will have a topic and we'll probably have like points that we want to talk about on there. Yeah, but we'll let shit like let it flow. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll be talking about different wellness industry trends or like kind of lifting the veil on different things bringing in people that we'd really love to hear from and learn from yeah and um yeah like i don't know i'd i'd like to treat this podcast as i get to talk to my friend for an hour about shit yes (laughs) what yes did you come across this too or yeah i mean for sure i love the storytelling aspect too i think that's at the core of it is being able to hear other people's stories because that's what brings us together in a unfortunately such a disconnected time so I'm really excited about just continuing to share our own stories Mm -hmm. bring in people that we really admire and potentially people that 
you know, wouldn't have a platform to talk about their own experience and the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so critical because there's so many people, especially even just in Oakland. If we just talk about Oakland, I mean, oh my, oh my God. God, Oakland, dude. So it's like, people. I love Oakland so much for mm -hmm. the realness, for the people that are doing the scary part of, you know, the shadow work, the dark work, the mm -hmm. scary work that's in all of this. And being open about it and, and us just being another platform for them to share that. So yes. I'm really excited. Me too. 2020, here we come, baby. <laughs> and we'll do this in seasons because we're not trying to get burnt out on this. Yeah, we're not. Um, and also, like, I love that we are shining a light on mental health mm -hmm. and, like, normalizing mental health within mm. the wellness industry. Yeah. Um, normalizing spiritual health in the wellness industry and not being like, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, that's woo woo. Right. Not It's not necessarily woo. -woo. It's and it's not new age. This is some some stuff that's like ancestral, mm. you know, so bringing shining a light to that and being like, hey, this is what it is. This is actually mm -hmm. what I do. This is has been in my lineage for how many thousands of years. And we're just yeah. bringing it to the forefront yeah. and normalizing wellness in that way. I know you and I could do probably 10 episodes each on that shit for Hell ourselves. So yeah. we'll have enough content for that. Yes. Well, I think we've we've talked about enough today. How are you feeling? Are you feeling complete? I'm feeling good, yeah. Laid down these tracks <laughs> at the studio. <laughs> Literally at the studio. Oh, right? we are at the studio. <laughs> yes, love it. Yeah, we, all, we will be working on an original song that will be going in the intro to this podcast. No delivery date that we're committing to. <laughs> yeah. But it will be It'll happening. Be all, yeah. 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 So send some, send some creative juices our way for what you want to hear. Woo-woo. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening in and catch us on the next episode. We love you. Bye. <laughs>